0: Hey everyone, you're listening to InfoQuench with Jeff.
1: And Amy. We're chatting about how to get the most out of life.
0: And covering a ton of interesting topics.
1: So there's sure to be something.
0: For just about everyone. Let's get to it. Hey everybody and welcome to InfoQuench. I'm your host Jeff.
1: And I'm Amy. In this episode we're going to be talking about how to have more charisma.
0: More charisma. What does that mean? Like people like you more? Charisma is uh, your own personal likability, right? That
1: that filters out to other people. It's that it factor. And the episode quote is, Charisma is the fragrance of the soul. So Um, that is your definition, Jeff. The fragrance of the soul. That
0: makes sense, actually.
1: So that quote is by Toba Beta.
0: Toba Beta. Never heard of this uh, person. Oh, okay. Author.
1: Yes. Authors often do write quotes. And so this one did.
0: is this episode of InfoQuench, how to like recognize your charisma, how to improve it, how to get it? Like It's what?
1: actually exactly as the title is, is said, how to have more charisma.
0: Oh, how to have more. I missed the title of the podcast. <laughs> well, that's
1: okay. Maybe our listeners did too. So I, it's worth repeating.
0: Okay. <laughs> so you're assuming that people already have charisma. What if you have none?
1: Well, oh. then you're, I don't know. Yeah, then you'll have to start from scratch and go to an episode that says how to get any charisma.
0: Oh, that makes sense. We should do that next. That'd be podcast. less dull. Yep.
1: So I just want to reference at the outset of this episode, I gathered content from Joshua Becker. He does Being Minimalist, which is a great blog. Uh, also a couple of websites, Barking Up the Wrong Tree website and the Josh Harbinger Show. Uh, I used both of those to get the content together for this. And we are going to be so charismatic, Jeff. It's going to be... Tremendous.
0: We're going to ooze charisma.
1: Oh, you didn't even pick up on my tremendous word?
0: Tremendous. Oh, the, the Trump the yes. Trump word? Given
1: all the January 6th hearings that are taking place, I thought that would Would you be... say
0: that somebody as horrible as Mr. Donald Trump has charisma?
1: I'd have to say he does. I'd
0: say he does to his followers.
1: Well, I mean, that's how you have followers, To right? his
0: detractors, though. His charisma is like a stink potion.
1: so if you try to think about somebody who is like the most boring person that you've ever met okay and then try to think about what made them so dull right and a lot of times what makes people dull is that they hog the limelight they only want to talk about themselves and that can be a very mind-numbing experience when you're engaging with somebody whose favorite topic is themselves I think it's a normal human trait to like to talk about yourself, and but it's a balance. It's a balance. And if you're around other people and everyone's just talking about themselves, they're not even talking to each other. They're just
0: that is all off having correct. their own conversations about yeah.
1: how wonderful they are. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a few aspects of charisma. One is around voice. There was actually research that was done on U.S. presidential candidates, and they found that in looking at... Eight elections between 1960 and 2000. The candidate with the lower voice won the popular vote.
0: The lower voice. Uh, that's really interesting.
1: Right. So that idea that it's just something that draws people in to have a more, uh, you know, low. T- well, like your radio voice, Jeff. Yes. Very charismatic. My radio voice. But Barry is, White. Barry White. Yeah, Barry
0: candidate. White is a good example, too. But it's interesting, though, because uh, the... Uh, presidential election between Trump and Hillary Clinton Clinton won the popular vote uh, she won more you know votes than Trump and she probably doesn't have the lower voice which is interesting because so there's exceptions well, to well
1: and I think that they can usually find those types of patterns in any of those studies they could have gathered absolutely looked at different sections of elections or different pieces so yeah yeah we'll just discard that. But it's an interesting thought.
0: (laughs) No, it's great.
1: But let's talk about aspects of voice. And one way that you can improve how you speak is just to speak more slowly,
0: slowly. I know. But don't you find, though, that people sometimes they're just they anticipate what you're going to say and then they fill in words when you speak too slowly. That's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when people do that, like because I sometimes do like to take my time saying what I want to say. But sometimes it's not the same, not the speed that someone else is expecting when you're speaking with them.
1: <laughs> I love how. That solid, rarely happens with you. I know. I love how solid the eye contact was on that one because I am so guilty of finishing your sentences and other people's sentences because I think fast, I talk fast. But is it because I'm too to- slow?
0: In my in my approach to what I'm trying to say, I think I'm just an
1: efficient person, and I want people to get their words out. And maybe sometimes it's like I'm trying to convey that I understand what you're saying. So by finishing your sentence, I'm like, okay, I just want to let you know I'm on the same wavelength as you are. So let me finish your sentence and let you know I'm, you know, picking up what you're laying down. I smell what you're cooking. It's an
0: affirmative, uh, like understanding that happens between two people when, you know, you finish the sentences and stuff.
1: That's right. That's the way I like to think about it. Yeah. But speaking slowly, you know, if you're if you're just engaged in conversation rather than going at hyperspeed, which I'm known to do, it's it, the idea is to visualize a contrast between like a nervous squeaky teenager speaking at that high speed versus the, you know, the slow, emphatic tone of a judge delivering a verdict mm-hmm. or uh, a president giving a speech and how that comes across. The idea also of, of pausing, speaking slowly does involve pausing, but people broadcast confidence when they pause. So if they pause for a second or two between sentences. It allows people to absorb what they're saying. And it also you know, comes across as that the fact that they're confident in their power, they trust that people won't interrupt. They trust that people are interested enough in what they're saying that despite the fact that they speak slowly and take a pause, that people won't be tempted to interrupt. Because That's
0: really interesting point because I've noticed that politicians, when they're delivering information that they don't want to like that, that, like if they're admitting guilt to something or whatever, they try to be as boring and as, you know, unassuming as possible, hoping that people just like tune out to what they're saying. You know what I mean? Even though they're saying something very important, uh, but they're doing it in a boring fashion,
1: right? So maybe they hope that that soundbite won't be picked up as readily because it is boring. That's right. So dropping intonation is another way that people can convey more confidence and charisma. So what I mean by that is, you know, when you ask a question, you raise the intonation at the end of the sentence, right? What were you up to today? That yeah, that
0: that insane. that no, that emotes interest, right, for sure.
1: But if you if you say something like, you know how a voice rises at the end of a question mm-hmm. versus if I said, you know how the voice rises at the end of a question, it's almost a saying one is actually asking for somebody to confirm Yes, or they, continue the conversation. Well, or or, to confirm what you've said is correct. Whereas yeah. the second one is making more of a statement, and it's it I know I said keep with more
0: going back to politicians, but politicians do that all the time. They like, you know, they'll want to say something to like if they're doing a, uh, you know, if they're talking to prospective voters and stuff, uh, they'll they will phrase their their comments and questioning in a certain way that it's it's it is like what's what's it called when you don't want your answer your question answered rhetorical rhetorical it's rhetorical but they don't they don't speak it in a rhetorical way do you know what i mean the the words are rhetorical but the inflection in which they speak it is not rhetorical they want an answer back from their voters i don't know if i'm making any sense here but
1: i think you are Sort of. Maybe. I think you are. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm understanding it completely. It's okay.
0: I, I, my brain is is a very strange place.
1: It is. And it's a w- wonderfully colorful, lovely place. Colorblind and, place. Um, colorblind place. I, can't I don't even, want to freak you out, I Jeff, can't even but see But my colors. shirt is red. Oh, I know it is. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you'll have to check out the last episode on uh, Surrounded by Idiots. And yes. you'll uh, understand. And
0: I'm not that. the idiot, just so you know.
1: No. And I'm not (laughs) surrounded by Jeffs. There is only one Jeff. If you want to sound super confident, you can even lower your intonation mid-sentence. I actually tried to do it that time, but I don't think I did. I'll try it again. If you want to sound super confident, you can actually lower your intonation mid-sentence.
0: But didn't you constantly lower your intonation that whole sentence
1: <laughs> well if I did I would have just keep got, I would I have know. Just keep going lower
0: you would have ended up sounding like yeah, you be your <laughs> all
1: right let's go back to other things that you can do is just check your breathing you know breathing deeply uh, not having a shallow breath which can make you seem breathless and anxious breathing deeply can convey more warmth and and confidence and also smiling. When so you smile this... it it really tells listeners, you know, that you're passionate about what you're talking about and it does come across even on the phone. People can hear a smile in your voice. Yeah.
0: All of this merges really well with the idea of public speaking, right of any kind if you're doing some kind of a speech in front of people, you you know, you you watch your intonation, you you regulate your breathing, you just try to get your ideas across in a very you know smooth way
1: well yeah i mean everybody wants to watch a public speaker with charisma i think that that's what keeps people engaged
0: exactly i mean exactly otherwise people are you know falling asleep and tuning out
1: you seemed almost surprised by that last comment i made what you were surprised that it was such a wonderful comment you were like "Uh, oh exactly yeah i can't believe you said that. my intonation went up (laughs) so to be interesting be interested so one of the most important ways most important things you can do to be an interesting person is to be interested in the people around you and dale carnegie has a lot to say about this he is the famous author of how to win friends and influence people if you haven't read that book you don't even have to you can check out our episodes 29 and 30
0: 29 and we did a two-parter
1: we did a two-parter because he has so much great content, but he says famously, we can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can make in two years by trying to get other people interested in you.
0: Yeah. And
1: humans are naturally self-centered. So, you know, before we want to care about somebody else, we want to feel that they care about us. So yeah. It doesn't mean that we never talk about ourselves or share our own stories or what we're interested in. It just means that first and foremost, we need to be genuinely interested in others and then they'll likely be more interested in us
0: absolutely when you first meet somebody where are some of the questions that you can ask them to let them know that you're you're automatically interested in like in them as people like when you meet somebody and you don't know them you could ask them okay well, well where were you from where are you brought up you know can you tell me that and or like you know what do you, what do you do for a living or you know just things like that right
1: Right. Well, and I'd even go a step further to say that you should maybe deviate away from the standard questions that are the conversation starters and maybe say, you know, what
0: when was the last time you rode a horse? That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like when was, you know, really, really interesting things.
1: Well, it's I. The horse one is a good one. I won't I won't say that the, the horse question is not a great one, but
0: don't patronize me. <laughs> <laughs> the horse one's a great one like you would have really asked that to somebody you're like hilarious you, have, you
1: walk into a dinner party and you just have a pocket with slips of paper yeah and you haul them out with these random questions when was the last time you rode a horse
0: didn't we go to a place where or didn't we meet some people that did that with us before at a bar they just kind of asked us these random questions i remember this from like when we were dating then well that's a. I, anyway. I'm
1: having a recollection of it too. And I don't know, maybe we just shared a dream or maybe maybe because we it just
0: was... talked about how cool it would be if it happened. And then <laughs> right. now we think <laughs> Or it maybe happened.
1: we were at a bar and very intoxicated at the time.
0: <laughs> We've been together so long. We think it happened, but it didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that would be cool. I think we should just do that. We should have slips of paper in our pocket with brand new yeah. weird questions and just bring them up to strangers.
0: What was your first memory? You know, those kinds of things, really deep things.
1: It's uh, looking a little deeper, asking open-ended questions, not how old are you?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And also listen to the answer so that you can have a meaningful response. Give them your undivided attention and that will be noticed. And don't interrupt people when they're speaking. Uh, Definitely don't finish your sentences. But why? (laughs) Sorry. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do it. I tried to talk really fast so you wouldn't do it.
0: I know. Sorry, go ahead. I, I interrupted you.
1: <laughs> but the whole idea of active listening, too, right? Focus on the person. Let them know that you you are list. Sometimes it's a nodding up and down, just maintaining eye contact.
0: You really want to be affirmative too with what the other person is saying when you first meet them. So, for example, if you know they you say, "Well, what do you what do you do for a living?" and they say, "Oh, I'm a dentist." You don't want to go, "Oh, a dentist. Wow." You want to be like. Oh, you're a dentist. That's really interesting. How do you like digging in people's teeth? Like that kind of thing, you
1: yeah. know? Or, wow, you're a dentist? That's really interesting. Your teeth are awful.
0: Yeah. How you did must that be happen? It <laughs> must be really great with a drill. <laughs> wow you know and just yeah
1: I'm yeah. never going to you as a dentist
0: it's kind of a non-starter in a way but
1: so asking good questions is important but also being curious about what the answer is you know ask things that you actually want to know the answer when's the last time you rode a horse maybe you are a horse enthusiast Jeff and you need to know that answer from everybody you meet
0: but, yeah maybe you're really excited to answer that question oh my goodness no one's ever asked me when's the last time I rode a horse <laughs> let me just tell you
1: but, you're you know, my best friend now. Asking somebody, what are you most excited about right now is a very open-ended question that could generate uh, a yeah. you know, myriad of responses and be really quite a conversation starter.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right.
1: Another way you can really connect with somebody and have them be interested in you is to find common ground. I often go to you know, TV show. What are you watching on TV? Or uh classic St. John. We proudly broadcast InfoQuento to St. John, New Brunswick. Yes. And a classic St. John or any small town or smaller city question will be, do you know so-and-so? It's it's sort of that within the first five minutes, let's find out who our mutual connection is. And you can usually do it.
0: You can usually find somebody. Even that, in a you know.
1: large city, In a, you will find a connection. They say six degrees of separation, but I usually find it's less than one degree. Sometimes it's, a, it's a bit like, of a but... <laughs>
0: detective novel, right? To try and figure it all out. And that's kind of the fun part. Oh, well, if you don't know that person, do you know this person?
1: How do you know that person? Other questions that you could ask that might go a little deeper are, you know, what? why is that important to you? Or what's the hardest thing about that? You know, someone tells you what they do for a living. What's the hardest thing about, you, about your job? Or what do you enjoy most about it? You can ask people how you can help. If they're talking about a project or initiative that they're involved in, you can try to uh, you offer your help. Then, then, But be ready to help. Don't just say, how can I help? Thanks for letting me know how I could help. Now I'm going to not help and go do my own thing.
0: That's right. I'm going to stay home boring. and eat ice cream, not meet anybody and have no charisma. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Be inclusive. That's another important piece about being charismatic. And it's just the idea that nobody likes to feel left out. So when you do show up at an event, event, walk into a room and you see somebody who's maybe not engaging with everybody else, you know, strike up a conversation, bring them into a circle with another group and just that will be remembered. It'll be remembered by that person, but also people witnessing will see that you do take notice.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Never really thought of that one.
1: Tell good stories. And if you want to know how to tell a good story, you can listen to episode 70. Yes. If you're nervous about telling a story, you can try preparing some stories in your head ahead of time. A lot of times people have their own go-to stories that they'll use, and uh, sometimes they'll tell it to the same people over and over again. I'm guilty of that. I'll be, and I'll get deja vu, and then I'll realize it's not deja vu. It was actually, I just told you this story (laughs) like two days ago. It wasn't deja vu at all. It was just a redo. I'm just
0: repeating myself. I'm just
1: repeating myself. But the most entertaining stories are usually ones about human behavior, ones that, you know, maybe are embarrassing to our to us, ones that show our vulnerability. That really does keep people interested. Oh, yeah. Keep it brief. Keep it upbeat. Don't monopolize the conversation. That
0: happens a lot. It does. I, t- I try never to do that. I try to listen more than anything else.
1: Do you? I try I really to do. talk more than anything else. That's why we're such a great match.
0: Yeah, I try to just <laughs> l- listen and learn something. And like about the person or whatever, but I, uh, I I don't really like to commandeer the question conversation. Unlike right now, I like to commandeer the conversation. I'm I'm not I'm actually no the I'm, the not I'm not I'm actually going pause. to stop. I'm going to talk to the rest I'm, for the you, rest of I, the Infoquench podcast. No, I'll stop now.
1: This is why I hate going to live music because I like to talk to people and and live music. Particularly when it's a small venue I feel like you just have to sit there and look at them and listen it's the same with movies and I am like I just want to talk I just want to talk to people what do you think about this scene what do you think about that
0: I can't stand it when people talk at the at concerts when you're there to listen to the music
1: that's just why I just don't go to the concerts. yeah just... I
0: know I know what was a concert though uh the Bahamas oh, Bahamas yeah you you enjoyed that didn't you
1: well I did until I came home with COVID is that where you got it I think so
0: oh uh, you never really know
1: but you never really know. It's all around it us. He got there, too. He did, too. But I wasn't doing anything with anyway. him. Anyway. He was way up on no. stage. I was not even in a good seat. Were you
0: kissing Bahamas?
1: <laughs> Is he one guy? I thought there was a few people on stage.
0: Well, he's did Bahamas. Did I have to kiss them all? <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: you commandeering
0: which... the conversation with the band?
1: <laughs> I don't know which one gave me COVID, or maybe I gave it to all of them. All right visualize those who are charismatic. picture charis- it picture it Sicily
0: Sicily yeah uh, you love that show
1: those who are charismatic do use a lot of imagery and if you do listen to some of the world's greatest speeches uh you know throughout history they use imagery to capture people's attention and it works nothing like painting a picture pictures with a thousand words all those things do the unexpected don't be afraid to be the real you That's how people remember you, if you're authentic. And if you are passionate or you are expressive and you're okay with putting your flaws on display, it makes people comfortable to be around you and be comfortable in being themselves around you, which is even more important. It
0: lets them know that they can make mistakes as well. Right. And Everybody's making mistakes.
1: We're going to judge them for their mistakes.
0: We're going to see who has the best mistake. (laughs) And we will give out a ribbon for it best mistake goes to not me and not you
1: it's important to voice your opinion to be charismatic too do you even if it's different it's okay yeah. for people to disagree help. dissenting
0: views are, are welcome
1: yeah have healthy debate it keeps things interesting as long as people are you know not being hostile or uh disrespectful of one another it's it makes great conversation you know
0: what's interesting is i know people and i and i we know the same people that they 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 love like a really healthy heated debate, and I can't stand that. I don't know why. I can't. I don't like arguing. You can argue uh, and keep it non personal, but usually,
1: well, you don't uh, like conflict.
0: Well, I don't really like conflict. No, but I mean, you don't need to like conflict in order to have a healthy, you know, heated. Uh, debate or argument about something right you may think one way and someone else thinks completely opposite but you can still agree to disagree well, but
1: it is conflict but it's healthy conflict yeah i think conflict often has a negative connotation but it a uh, healthy debate is is a yeah. healthy conflict it's i just don't know conflicting opinions
0: i just i yeah i i mean that automatically makes me feel uncomfortable for some reason i don't know why Well,
1: because you're green.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm green. That's right. Surrounded by Idiots, last
1: episode, Jeff's a greenie. That's right. Read the room. People who are charismatic walk in and they read the room. If you ever notice somebody who's powerful or influential, they'll sort of take a few steps in and they'll look around. Mm -hmm. They'll take time to listen, see who's around, understand the audience, and then they'll come in and engage. And just having that understanding.
0: Then they'll grab the mic and start doing their (laughs) open mic thing. (laughs) <laughs> you know, spotlights on them. Do a little
1: dance. There are
0: people like that though, that are just kind of like, "Hey, this is my this is my time to shine with all these people."
1: Oh yeah, I mean that's the same people who love karaoke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They uh, love the spotlight.
0: They do love. They just love karaoke. singing,
1: but you know, sometimes I just like the spotlight too. You know, body language is an important piece of being engaging and welcoming with people not crossing your arms, look at social cues and, you know, try to be accommodating to other people. Don't, again, monopolize a conversation. Talk about things that are current. Be, you know, up to date on what's happening yeah. in the news and in politics. And that way you are able to step into a, just about any conversation and engage and provide an educated opinion or contribute in some way.
0: I have a question for you. When you go to a party and you you know everybody there, and then somebody shows up that you don't know, what is your first thought? Are you Is your first thought like, oh, crap, there's someone here that I don't know and I'm going to have to meet them and I just don't know what to say to them? Or is it, oh, hey, cool, th- th- a really great opportunity to meet somebody new. I know exactly what to say to them when I see them. <laughs> my, <laughs> or are you?
1: My first thought is, <laughs> do I know that person? Uh, they look familiar oh, or maybe they don't. If they do, do I know their name?
0: How do I, I know, know them?
1: How do I know them? This is this is where I'm at. Really, I would like to say in my life, but I've never been good with names or faces, and I often have to meet people several times in order to register. It's odd. I
0: if that, in that situation, I always get slightly anxious at first when I don't when I don't know somebody, and I know I'm going to have to meet them, and I don't know why, but I've always been that way, and I don't, I just don't know why, that that is the case. Like, is it just like a. But I guess it would probably be slight social anxiety.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I I think I'm desensitized because I've worked in so many careers that require me to meet new people every single day. I mean, when I did work events, I would meet literally thousands of people within the course of a few days. Now, not intimately meet them, you know but enough to it's uh, always good to meet them
0: right away because uh, like halfway through the party and you've been around them all this time and you still haven't met them you still don't really even know their name then it's awkward to go oh hey you've been here half the night but i am uh, and i you know we've <laughs> we've been talking but i still don't even really know your name but so I'll, my name is i'll
1: come straight out and say that though oh mm. you know it's
0: that's good that's good that's a good approach.
1: I I I'm at the See there there's charisma. Part of my life where right I there. just embrace the fact that hey, you know what? We may have met before. I'm not 100% sure. I suck at names and faces and memory. So, why don't I have, we just pretend like we've I never I barely met? have
0: a brain. Who are you?
1: <laughs> are you a person am I talking to a cat? I don't really know.
0: <laughs> well, you're never going to a party again. <laughs>
1: Um, be consistent when you're talking you know, that, you know, having a smooth pitch, uh, avoid, you know, going up and down too much. I mean, a little bit is interesting, but when you have a lot of variability in your tone in your emotion, it can be off-putting. Yeah. So when you think about somebody who's doing negotiations or sales pitch, they're often, um, consistent in, in their emphasis, their rhythm, and they use that to convince people to, Come along to their way of thinking, mm. and use use your body. <laughs> use your body. And use your body. I did talk about body language, but nonverbal communication is really important. Even your posture, your gestures, all those things can portray confidence. Fidgeting, break can, dancing, can show anxiety. Can you break um,
0: dance as soon as you go to a party? And well,
1: people... you like to try.
0: Yeah, I remember the last time. Remember the last time I was like, "Honey, should I break dance?" You're like, "No." Do not break dance. You're too old. I'm like, okay, you're right. I
1: know. I just came so out and said it. I just didn't want to be your no. back the next day. No, you I was r- looking out for your back.
0: You're right. I don't even know what came over me. I don't know uh, who has these impulses to just break dance out of nowhere.
1: You like, do. I know. But the last why? time you did, I think was our wedding.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it was. <laughs>
1: And you were okay, and that was that was you okay. You lived through that one, but I think that was the last one. I My backspin
0: was, was still on point. I think so. that
1: was had to be the uh, the finale of the of the breakdancing of your career. I think so your too. Your Lifetime career. That's a little depressing. The whole trick to the backspin, though,
0: is to like at the end to do that little move where you like put your hand behind your head and you're like do that pose.
1: I yeah, I, I know. Just,
0: just live for that.
1: Anyway, and you're, you're great at it, so you should you should live for that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of living, living an interesting life can make you more charismatic. Do interesting things. if you
0: <laughs> Go interesting places. Yeah.
1: It, uh, what a better incentive uh, to travel than to be able to gather more stories to tell people. And people love hearing about your vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not necessarily. But travel stories can be really cool. It's usually the stories where things don't go well that make the best stories.
0: When you travel with other people, those are the stories that last years and years and years. I find. Like when we first arrived in uh, Nicaragua and you weren't feeling well, that story is told almost every time with our friends that we experienced that with.
1: Yeah, it was pretty horrific. Thanks for making sure that water was filtered at the hotel, Jeff.
0: Yeah, that was my fault. (laughs) Jeez, I'll never live that one down. (laughs) That's okay, though. You bounced back.
1: Our friends have video of me arriving. We arrived at where they were (laughs) staying at the Airbnb because they were there first, and They took a video to just, you know, capture the magical moment of us discovering this residence for the first time. It was a pretty cool place to stay in uh, San Juan del Sur in Nicaragua. And I was so sick when I came out, hopped out of that minivan that it was a mad dash to get a glass of water and they caught it all on video. Um, right up until I it ran upstairs great. to find some facilities. We haven't watched that
0: video since, though, I don't think. I don't I, remember. No, I've only seen it once. I just wanted to say, just quickly, honey, that you just you just did a master class of everything that we talked about. You had the intonation. You had the story. You had, you had the had,
1: diarrhea. You
0: had the diarrhea. <laughs> you had the puking. <laughs> yeah. <you> had... <laughs> I was going to get to that. <laughs> But you really did, though. You, you had everything that we were talking about.
1: <laughs> Why is it called the diarrhea? I had the constipation. Yeah, I, I don't know. Had the diarrhea.
0: You don't. You don't do the puking. No, it's. Like... I guess I
1: could have just said I had yeah. diarrhea, yeah. but I said the diarrhea. Yeah. It makes it sound worse. Did I
0: get sick at all had during the COVID trip? I didn't, did I, from the water or nothing? No,
1: I made sure all your water I got was you filtered. was filtered. Yeah,
0: that makes sense.
1: <laughs> that would do it. Um, last but not least, it's so much easier to come across as being charismatic in person. You know, trying to do, and I know that hasn't always been possible during the pandemic, but definitely meeting people in person uh, is, is just more personable. Yeah. to do it good way to put it personal don't do it on zoom all those person things definitely more charismatic so hopefully you've learned a few things listening to this episode i would say that i certainly have one of the biggest tips is think about the people in your life who are charismatic and have a look see how they interact with people what pick out what makes them charismatic and yeah i'm gonna start
0: copying them
1: yeah and (laughs) try copy them exactly yeah
0: tell the same stories
1: Like minutes exact after they finish stories. telling them. and yeah. Then, yeah. Do, the,
0: do the same breakdancing moves. It would be amazing.
1: I don't think your moves could be matched.
0: No. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.
1: Be sure to check out past episodes and subscribe to keep up with what's new.
0: You can find us anywhere you get your podcast,
1: And why not leave a review? You can also follow InfoQuent on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Till next next time. time.